0: He's calling, wake up, it's your
1: if you've never decided repented and believed in Jesus Christ don't leave here different don't leave here different maybe this loud bold guy came here just for you today to say that there is how long will you waver between two opinions if God be God follow him That's where true hope comes from, a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you willing to pay the price to pursue Him? It will mean dying to self, not being perfect. Praise God you don't follow me around all week. But there's a desire, a hunger for more of God.
0: Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the third and final part of a special message from Pastor Shane titled, Worship God in Spirit and Truth. Romans 12, 1 through 2 tells us. In today's message, Pastor Shane urges us to fall on our knees to Christ, repent of besetting sin, and walk in the power of God's Holy Spirit, resting in His goodness and faithfulness. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at Westside Christian Fellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged Weekly Podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman.
1: You know the all truth, guys, right? Ah, it's just the truth. Just the truth. They beat you up with the truth. Ah, uh, um, I, 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 I saw you sinned last night. I'm going to put on my sin sniffer badge. (laughs) I'm going to walk around, and, and I'm just a truth guy. So you have to have both of those, spirit and truth. The fruit of the Spirit. There was a desperation in her. Sir, give me this water. Give me this water that I will never be thirsty again. But let me give you a warning here. Sometimes we can be so thirsty that will consume anything. So thirsty will consume anything. Be careful spiritually. It has to be underneath the filter of God's Word, the discernment of God's Word. Everything has to filter through that. Verse 16, Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. Jesus answered him, I have no husband. I'm sorry, the woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you're right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. I just, just realized Jesus, Jesus would often go to the broken, the humble, the lost. You have to see your need, folks. You have to see your need. And the one you have now is not your husband. Jesus didn't avoid her. Oh, you're living together. I'm out of here. He met her where she was at. Grace and truth, remember? Grace and go with them with the truth. You don't compromise the truth. The woman said, Yeah. I'm not married and I perceive that you are a prophet. Now a couple things here ha- ha- happened here either it was a validation that he was somebody obviously a prophet or he also could have been getting her ready for that wonderful word I just talked about repentance. Because in order to really if you really want to help people really want to help people you have to speak the truth in love. And sometimes we don't want to, really, avoid... We don't want to, man, that's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah, it's got to hurt a little bit. I, I have to step on toes so you move your foot. There, there there, there, has to be a little bit of of of, oh man, the Lord spoke truth to me, and now because of that, I need to repent. So that's what could be going on here. We're not exactly sure. And then verse 20, our fathers worshiped on this mountain. Okay, our our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say, Jesus, that Jerusalem is the place we ought to worship. Jesus said, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is of the Jews. All right, guys, guess what? This is where the worship wars began You know what the worship wars are? Okay, well, I'll tell you. As a pastor, it's one of the hardest things is to balance worship because you have the old hymns, you know, that many of us love. And, uh, you know, remember that sawdust trail. I remember Billy Graham walking that sawdust trail and the organs and amazing grace and and all the the famous hymns how great thou art and and that's when you come to the lord with those and and they are they are your spiritual life that that's that's oh that's man that's mine but then there's other if you just come to the lord singing contemporary and you put on these songs that draw you into the lord and oh i just love this i can't really relate to to the organ and hymnals and this guy says this i can't really relate to the you know the man that's a little loud Where's the, you know, and the, the theological grounding and, and 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 so the worship wars. So let me help you with this. Very easy. Don't judge people based on preference. Don't judge people based on preference. We all prefer certain things. Now, if the worship is theologically not good and maybe a little too you know, it's over the top, then yeah, the elders have to bring that in to what what would be a biblical model for this type of church. The word worship deals with our posture and the reflection of our heart. And then verse 23, but the hour is coming, Jesus is saying here, but the hour is coming and now it's here. This is amazing. For 1,600 years, they would worship at at this location. And Jesus said, but now the hour is here. They went from a place to worship to now a person of worship. Oh, this is incredible. You don't need to go here or there. The place and the, the person of Jesus Christ residing in the believer's heart, this is a place of true worship. And he said, this is when true worshipers... True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Only took me 28 minutes to get here. For the Father is seeking, the God the Father is looking for people to worship Him. Is that amazing? And those who worship Him, they must worship Him in spirit and in truth. What does it mean to worship God in spirit? I think we've got a a quote up there from Sam Storms. He's going to be on my podcast hopefully next month. We're going to talk about end times theology. Um, And I think you might even have the article or not. It might be out on the table that he wrote. I got permission from him. He said this, To say that we must worship God in spirit means that it must originate from within. See, true worship is not this. or even this, or whatever your posture is. True worship is from within, from the heart. It must be sincere, motivated by love for God and gratitude. Worship cannot be mechanical or formalistic. Have you ever heard the term going through the motions? That's not genuine, heartfelt, spirit-led worship. This type of worship is heartfelt, it's real, it's genuine, it's true, it's a sincere pursuit of God. And I've noticed over the years also when it comes to worship, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting kind of conservative, so I I don't I mean but I but I see people sometimes are more expressive than I like. Like, hey, settle down. Oh, pastor, I just got my report that my cancer is gone. Oh, pardon me. Worship. You see, why are you weeping? What's come on? It's it's a little distracting. My marriage is being restored. Hey, 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 don't get too carried away. What can you can you go to the prayer room with some of that? I haven't touched crystal myth in 30 days. I've never done this. I can see my kids now. Be careful. Just because we don't express it doesn't mean God isn't working in their hearts. But that doesn't mean expressive worship is biblical either. Why? Because it's within. What's God doing within the heart? Rigid, formal, mechanical. Worship should not be a duty. It needs to be a delight. And this is actually why it's an important point. This is why many cults, you know what a cult is, why they look the same no matter where you go. You go to this place in Nebraska. You go to this place in Oklahoma. You come, the same thing. Same exact thing. Mechanical. Rigid. And I just had this complaint leveled against me by I won't say the, 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 the belief of this person. Look at all those denominations. You can't be a real church. In the Christian church. Well, number one, I, I tend to agree that the body of Christ is one body. But God allows within that differences where things will Lutheran, what Lutheran taught. Calvinist, Presbyterian, Wesley, Methodist. It's gonna be gonna be a little hard for the Reformed to worship with the charismatic. So God, different denominations. And there's a healthy, vibrant, living church. It's going to look different. My services look a lot different. After this service, our altar is full. People are crying out to God. Our service might flow into the next service. But then I go other places. There's passionate people doing different other things. See, that's it's a living, growing, organic expression of worship from within what the Holy Spirit is doing. Or Baptists, those services are different too. So I'm going to just give you five heart check takeaways. Number one, worship was a place. She did such a great job on these too. I appreciate that. Worship was a place. Now it's a person. Always remember that, because sometimes we think we have to go to the place. But worship is a person. And I won't get into a lot of details because I don't I don't know where everyone's at on this. But um, I've got a desire for revival. I've been studying revival twenty two years. I did a, a interview you can watch on YouTube with CBN News on the Asbury revival and what's happening. And uh, you know people asking should I go there? Should I go there? Maybe. But I'm 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 here in LA County and I'm contending where I'm at too. There's nothing wrong with going. But remember. God sometimes just wants you to be broken and humble in your own community, in your own place, and let the fire of God come here into your heart. It's not a place. It's a person. I've got actually two of my friends there. I've been there all week, and they're sending me Twitter feeds and different things on what's going on. You can have form, but no fire. You can have form, but no fire. And see, this happened to me. I, I was in my 20s. I was, you can, you know read my testimony. I was just heavy into weightlifting, and um, go to church, you know, kind of a form of going to church, but no fire. No fire. A friend brought me to Pentecostal church. I said, "You guys are crazy." And I thought, I look worse than that when I'm drunk. God help us. There's head knowledge, but little heart engagement. Head knowledge. Ah, I know what the scriptures say. Theology, eschatology, pneumatology, soteriology. I got it. I got it. Okay. You know all about Jesus, but has he transformed your heart and given you that abundant life that Christ, Jesus said out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So begs the question, where's the living water? Does it not? Rigidness. Rigidness, but no relationship. And many times in a church we see, are you a worker or are you a worshiper? Did you know we can hide our worship by our work? There's people, I'm not going to name their names because they might be watching at my church. Well, the church I pastor, I should say. It's not my church. God's going to find somebody else when I'm gone. But they're, they're not in, engaged in worship when we have worship mornings or worship nights. Or, but, and, and They always work. Working. I don't want to worship. Oh, Mary, Mary. Or Martha, Martha, I should say. Oh, Martha, Martha. You're worried about Mary's found what is the good thing to worship. And then from my worship should come my work. If you have it the other way around your worship will your work will often prevent your worship to God. And then of course this this is the final nail in the coffin worship him in truth. Worship him in truth. Truth, truth, truth. I if I had an hour and a half I couldn't even touch this topic because truth is the foundation and truth is the gauge of true, true worship. Because when we worship God, we have to have a foundation. Correct. Thank God, I'm standing up here and not on the water. And so, when we have worship, it's, it's it's the foundation is the truth of God's word. We filter everything through the truth of God's word, and it's also a gauge. Truth is the gauge. Is this worship healthy? Is it taking us in a healthy re- direction? And using discernment, truth is the foundation. And that's what I do appreciate about your church here, knowing most of the elders, uh, just the love for the truth. The love for the truth. That has to be first and foremost. The truth forsaken is a curse for our nation. A friend of mine wrote that in one of his song lyrics, Richard Andrew. Churches are to be pillars who support the truth, not oppose it. The truth is not flexible when it comes to absolutes. It's solid and unyielding. Truth liberates. Truth rebuilds. Truth restores. Truth heals. Truth transforms. Truth prevails. I don't know if you could keep up, but tried. You don't change truth what truth changes you so when it comes to worshiping god it's not just about experience and and emotion and all these things it's grounded in the truth and once i realized the truth that i was a sinner but i've been saved by grace oh praise god now the emotions come out when i held my firstborn i wept in the hospital how much more should we not experience the power and presence of christ in our own lives did you know emotions can be good if they are god-given Thank God we're not robots. Here's your baby. Oh, well, okay. Back to mom. Don't don't buy into the excuse that emotions are bad. As long as they line up with Scripture and they are the caboose of your train, not the engine. They don't direct you. But they follow obedience to Christ. So I got just two minutes. I'm going to close. Keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning and keep the truth alive in your heart. So here's what you must do. I'm going to go quick. Prioritize the pursuit. Prioritize the pursuit. Pursuing God has to be a priority. As a deer pants, oh, my heart pants after thee. Make pursuing God the priority. And then pursue intimacy through worship. Worship. There's something dramatic takes place during worship. And that co- consistent communication through prayer. Consistent communication through prayer. And starve the competition. Oh, that's not a powerful point, by the way. I don't know if we have it up there. Starve the competition through fasting. Did you know they, the early church used to talk about prayer and fasting a lot? But that doesn't sound too good today. In that room over there, I had to, I had to put the donut lid down because I don't I don't eat when I preach. I'm at that. It's still calling my name, glazed, glazed, glazed. It's and I bet you, somebody better hide those because I know after second service. But see, there's a there's a comp- competition. I want to worship God, but my flesh says no. Come to me, King King Flesh, King Stomach. And there's just a powerful thing when you fast and starve that competing appetite and pray and seek God. If you don't pray and you don't make time for prayers, it's just a weight loss program. Abort sin through repentance. Abort sin through repentance and apply the power of the Word. Apply the power of the Word of God to your life. And I'll close with this one. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. I know he is. He's called the Christ, and when he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I would have loved to saw, saw were there for that moment. So you must make the decision this morning. A decision must be made. A decision must be made if you don't know or you're listening or hearing, you don't know why you're here, if you've never decided, repented, and believed in Jesus Christ, don't leave here different. Don't leave here different. Maybe this loud, bold guy came here just for you today to say that there is. How long will you waver between two opinions? If God be God, follow Him. That's where true hope comes from, a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you are a believer, are you willing to pay the price to pursue Him? Are you willing to pay the price to pursue Him? It will mean dying to self. Not being perfect. Praise God, you don't follow me around all week. But there's a desire, a hunger for more of God. So let's have the worship team come up and, and contemplate what we just talked about. And I know where some of you are, where many of you are, I've been there and I've talked to people like this you say, Shane, I hear it. I hear it, and I want that, but I don't feel it. Praise God your feelings don't have to direct you. I've been there many times, many times. What you have to do is you have to acknowledge it. Lord, I am parched. I am dry. I am empty, just like the churches, some of the churches in the book of Revelation. If you do this and come back and repent, I will restore you. I will rebuild you. My dad taught me a lot of things sports, uh, hard work, construction, hunting, fishing. But he never knew God when I was younger. And I really wish he would have showed me how to pursue God. So parents, grandparents, this is the most important topic you are faced with today, especially where our nation is at. We are crumbling from within. Our moral compass is off the chart. We need to start seeing men specifically. Grandparents, parents, lead the way. Oh, it's difficult. I have five at home, three teenagers. I know it's difficult, but it can be done if we pursue Christ. My daughter left me a note this morning. Thank you for pursuing Christ. Thank you for leaving that example. And if she knew me in my 20s, she would not be proud of who I was. Folks, we've got to make some major decisions in our lives and repent and ask for the fullness of God to come back into our hearts.
0: He's calling, wake up child. It's your turn to shine. you born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up child. It's your turn to shine. Oh, for such a time as this, Such a time as this. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org That's westsidechristianfellowship.org and for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. I want to